the Raptors Reasonables Podcast here at The Athletic Toronto. I'm your host, as always, Blake Murphy, joined by my usual co-host, Eric Kareen, fresh from uh, a road trip. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Well, you can see by my tan how, uh, how awesome skin. Yes, how awesome my trip was. It was filled with the rain and gusting winds you normally associate Miami and New Orleans with. I'm going to be that guy who complains about going to Miami and New Orleans. I hate myself. But that's par for the course. So I thought we covered this on last. I thought we covered how much you were lamenting the trip on last week's podcast. Well, we can we you double know. dip on hating all these things other people would kill to get to do. Well, would people kill? That's disturbing. I don't know. You just asked me for a blood to pay you back for a subway tokens. So it was, it was a metaphor, I think. Right. I'm not sure what it was a metaphor for, but you know, whatever. All right, that quiet chuckle <laughs> you hear as well is a special guest that's come on to give us non-movie takes, as you might expect. Dan Reynolds from Raptors HQ. Dan, what's going on, buddy? Not much. I don't know if I'm supposed to follow that uh, intro there. Or complain lead from complain about yeah. stuff, I yes. guess. Complain about good stuff Everything in life. Everything is bad, Dan. Tell us about the bad movies. Uh, well, you know what? It's a bad time for movies, but all I've seen are good movies, so I, you know, I, I have no I need to see Get Out, right? You do need to see Get Out, okay. and if you're an X-Men fan, Logan's not too bad. we got to talk Legion at some point, too, because the last yeah. episode took a, took a jump. I'm three episodes in, so we got okay. some more. Okay, once you're caught up. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not, we didn't bring you on to talk about movies, though, unfortunately. We should have done That's that before right. Oscar time. Maybe. That's all right. Could have reasonabilized yeah. uh, La La Land. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the plane yesterday, I saw the person sitting in front of me and beside me were both watching La La Land. It's, the, it's, it's already the made it to the planes? Yeah, well, American Airlines has the, most, has the most inconsistent uh, service uh, aboard. Like, I had three different American Airlines flights. One of them had no screens. Uh, one of them That's had, abuse. had like, sort of, like, the coach bus system where they have, like, four or five different oh, screens. No. Yeah. And then this last one to Toronto, I bought a book beforehand because I was, uh, oh, you know, I, I was anticipating all of this, like, nonsense from American Airlines. And then I got to watch two movies because we all had our own uh, screens. So. I got to tell you, you are not as good a pitch man for American Airlines as one Norman Powell is for Pizza Pizza. Uh, we're recording this after Monday night's victory, 100-78 over the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that victory was capped by Norman Powell going to the free throw line with just a couple seconds left. The Raptors at 98 points, the win certain. Uh, Powell sinks the first free throw, raises a hand to the crowd uh, in acknowledgement that he knows one more point. It'll be the last shot the Raptors take. Uh, we'll get the fans pizza. And nerves of steel, Powell obviously knocks down that free throw. Huge pressure. Uh, place goes crazy. After the game, Powell said he himself may go get a slice of pizza pizza. But um, does he have a ticket? I don't know. Um, he could probably get a piece anyway if he goes in and he's Norman Powell. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, is, is there a pizza pizza in the city that's going to say, sorry. I think Norman Powell is a recognizable enough figure now, right? But he did, them, he did them a disservice. He did. I guess. <laughs> I mean, that maybe you make up, maybe you make up the money in like the soft drinks and and accoutrements and that you, yeah. yeah, the goodwill that you build for yeah. giving out this free cardboard. Uh, I assume wow. Norm, I assume Norm only wanted it for his his dog Apollo. Yeah. Um, oh, you're not getting any pizza pizza. I'm not ships on here. Holy pizza cow! Pizza. Um, Norm Norm was also shilling for uh, StubHub or SeatGeek or something the other really? day on his Instagram. Yeah, UCLA got a three seat in the tournament, so oh, he was pushing tickets okay. uh, on his Instagram story. Anyway. 
The idea of fans we, getting we pizza. We might talk about basketball at some point this podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about pizza first, though. Whatever. <laughs> this is what we brought Dan on for. Dan, yeah. Dan's hot pizza I'm takes. I'm ready not, for the pizza takes. We're not, this is not the defeated podcast with Harsh and Arun and Will. We're not going wow. to rank pizza places or anything like that. I just want to know, it's been kind of a contentious thing over the history of the Raptors that, you know, giving away pizza for them hitting 100 points in a game. I think the high point or the low point, depending on how you see it, was this was back in the days when the Raptors did not necessarily need to win for there to be free pizza. If they Nor did got, they win often. No, I mean, That's this, this the was, controversy. That, that was the reason why the stipulation was heightened, because the Raptors started to win. Anyway, if they got 100 points, didn't matter if they win or lost. Uh, they would get free pizza, the fans. And after the game, a blowout loss to Orlando, something like 120 to 102 or something, fans go crazy for pizza, and Stan Van Gundy goes, wait, that was, that was only for a slice of pizza? Not even a whole pizza? Just a slice? And that Stan Van Gundy yeah. tone that I can't really do. And it was, <laughs> it was magical. Van Gundy, who now coaches in an arena where they drop, pe- they parachute pizza slices down to people, not actual pizza slices to the chagrin of Zach Lowe, um, but little cardboard things with, a, I believe, a coupon. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dan, I have, have some thoughts. I have no problem with the free pizza, uh, but I agree with Eric that that was the initial issue. The initial issue was that that it was it, you get it when they lost, and that was terrible. Yeah. But, I mean, pizza pizza has been such a intrinsic part of the Raptors experience, and really, there's like a, a little known city ordinance that there, there has to be a pizza pizza every city block or two, so there's basically pizza pizza everywhere, so this is how they get their product out there, the Raptors What tie-in. I find weird though is that the, the Air Canada Center does not sell pizza pizza pizza. I believe it's Pizza no, Nova. Is no, it no, 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 no. Pizza oh, am I taking the Rogers Center no, 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 as a yeah, Pizza yeah, Nova? Yeah, okay. Because yeah. yeah. no, the Rogers Center, pizza. they used to give away Pizza Pizza yeah, for seven there, strikeouts. Yeah, no, no, there, there, was a, pizza, there was a switch a few years ago okay. at the Rogers Center. Okay. Yeah. That makes Which sense, is though. interesting. I didn't realize they went to Pizza Nova. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I would say, the better pizza. When does when does Pizza Olo get in this act? That would be uh, that would be a game changer. You get a nice Godfather slice. The Pizza Wars here could really get out of hand. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the more important thing about the Raptors, Raptors fans getting pizza <laughs> more on Monday night, what? more important than your free piece of mediocre pizza that I would love to see the claim I'm rate I'm on I'm these tickets, by the way, of, ni- of the 19,000. I've claimed it once or twice. If yeah, pizza- once or twice of the how many games you've been at. Well, I mean, this is back when I used to, yeah. Like, yeah there were 19,800 19, people here for the game. Uh, by the way, 18,099 was the announced attendance, a D-League record for the 905 game that took place I- in the afternoon. There were not 18,000 people at that game. I love the constant measuring stuff that the D-League, like one team yeah. broke it, then the 905 yeah. broke it, and they just keep pushing it. Isn't yeah, it someone's just going to put one in, like, the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> yeah, stadium, like and it's over. Dome we're we're like done <laughs> with this. The D-League's just going to throw one game in there. They're going to bring out Baron Davis. They're going to bring out Pierre Jackson. They're going to bring out all the big D-League stars that, are, that have played there before. 90, Who's there right now? We get Jordan Crawford back there. Just uh, it would just be a gunner game. I, I'm thinking Nate like Robinson. A, yeah, this is this would make yeah, Nate Robinson's there right now. In I know. Uh, this is a game that would make the NBA All Star game look low scoring. Yeah. Um, back to low scoring. Uh, the Raptors, 100 to 78 against the Dallas Mavericks. A nice bounce back after losing two straight on the road. Uh, Eric, you were on the road with the team. Two and three road trip, uh, shaky end to that where yeah. you know the feeling was not the feeling was not very high in the locker room after Saturday's game. Feeling was not very good in your stomach after Saturday's game uh, with the way the team had been playing. Yeah, I mean the Atlanta loss. That that game is one that could have gone either way. You you want to say like that? You if Ibaka down two, if Ibaka gets 
a block call as opposed to the foul, then they're coming back down with a with a chance to tie or take the lead. Of course, the way they're shooting three-pointers, there's no way they would have taken the lead. Quick two. But, <laughs> but, Hashtag quick two. Um, but that was a, you know, a coin flip game, more or less, on the road against a team. Ed Malloy. <laughs> we will not talk anymore about Ed Malloy on this podcast. <laughs> um, you only find. Uh, but you could see how you would, th- you would think, okay, you play that game again and you have Kyle Lowry in the playoffs, you're not worried. Then Miami, they just get smoked. And whatever, end of a nine-game trip, and, or nine-day trip, I should say, where you play five games, uh, end of a back-to-back, uh, after a sort of a crush, not a crushing, but a disheartening loss, team that's playing awesome and has been rested. James Johnson revenge game. James Johnson was out of his mind good. And Single uh, tier. I think it wasn't, it wasn't the loss or even getting blown out. It was just a team playing so joyfully and willing to give up the ball and like not only and just generating all these open threes against a team who hasn't been able to do that for very understandable reasons since Kyle Lowry they lost their two best three point shooters <laughs> via trade yeah. and injury since Kyle Lowry was has been injured and even before that there that wasn't exactly their MO so, I mean, that leaves you in doubt when you're playing all these teams that are on the periphery of playoff chases. Every game matters for every opponent, yeah, right? Yeah, like there's not going to be many gimmies. It's I, an I, interesting thing, yeah. too. We keep seeing as we look at the standings of the seeding, all these strength of schedule comparisons, and there's not a way to really quantify the give-a-shit meter for yeah. these other teams. And the Celtics have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. The Wizards have a tough one. You look at the Raptors, it's kind of middle of the line. They don't travel a ton. They're at home a fair amount. But almost every team they play is in a fight for something. Yeah, and maybe I, I think there's an Orlando and a Philly thrown in there. Sure. But I think beyond Cleveland that... At the end. Cleveland at the end. I mean, that might but matter now, the way yeah. things are going. Well, if, if they end up tied with someone at the yeah. end, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, I imagine they'd rest LeBron. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, but the Celtics are closing it. Right. The right, Wizards right, are closing right, it. Right, right, um, So the Raptors bounce back here. Actually, before we get to tonight's game, Dan, you, uh, James Johnson, watch from last year. Yeah. What was it like for you? What, what has it been like for you for this season? You commit a whole year to writing about oh, a guy man. who's used sparingly is up and down, and now he leaves you. He's thriving. <laughs> Um, this is probably not the first time in your life someone has left oh, you and started wow. doing better. Now, why are we going to talk about this? Uh, I, I kid. I know. The James Johnson watch. Give us like a two-minute redux of the James Johnson watch right now. You know, it's great to see him just be like be allowed to do what he's got. He's he can do. I mean, the the Heat were a team looking for answers. They've had they have a lot of interesting characters. Johnson's an interesting character. I mean, it's unfortunate that it, I mean his tenure here was so, ultimately got very disheartening. And, and like whenever, both ten years, and, every, and everyone's talking about how like oh he's he's much better in shape now and all something. You're just like well people don't get in much better shape for no reason. There's usually some reason. So he was obviously fired up for a new contract, fired up for a new location, fired up for a new team, fired up for new teammates. And it's just like well I mean kudos to him for making it happen. Fired up because he had, he was given a one year four million dollar contract, yeah, well, which is the you know maybe the last step. Yeah. Before, he's thirty years old yeah, now. Before yeah. being given yeah. a zero year zero dollar contract. Yeah. My God, the numbers he would like. average in China though. Like <laughs> oh if guys like you know Jordan Crawford can average yeah. forty there and. Yeah. James Johnson, he might not average 40. He might average 30, 20, and 20, though. Why not? <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, and, and 10 and 10. He's the, yeah. the statue. Stat- I'm happy for him. I'm glad that the James Johnson watch got to sort of run its course. 
and now we're gonna have the same sort of weird thing happen with Bebe, so. We hard. are, because the Raptors, because of this blowout, Bebe Noguera shakes off seven straight DNP CDs, plays three minutes, 37 seconds at the end, uh, two rebounds, a block. I mean, it's three minutes and 30 seconds of yeah. garbage time. Uh, what's your, time. yeah, what's what's the temperature on the on the Bebe watch? What is it, bringing up Bebe? Well, bringing up Bebe, man. I don't know, at this point, it's, it's a happy, not happy divide, and obviously it's gotta be more not happy now, because I mean, he hasn't played for a long time, and, and you, you could tell, you spoke to him before the game. Yes. He wears it. He yeah. Wears so, it. so Lucas Noguera, for anyone who's not aware, last year in the D-League took to calling himself high level uh, in the third person when he would talk to me at 905 games. He's the best. Um, so it's a thing we have where I'll call him high level or he'll call me high level as we walk past. Uh, today he corrected me and said, no, uh, it's low level now. Um, he then asked me when he's going to play because he said I would know better than him. Oh, um, so God. hopefully after getting these couple of minutes in, uh, maybe medium level now. Lucas Nogara, we hope. The not happy section of Bring Up Baby this week is going to be 2,000 words long. Yeah. Seriously, I, I'm, I would have thought he would, might have played tonight, given that, like, Jakob Pertl did played play. Played 32 minutes yeah. this afternoon. And I think, you know, he had an awful stretch, and that's why he's not playing. At the worst uh, possible time. Yes. But I think over the course of... 40, 50 games, he had proven that he can do some pretty productive Still things. Still the best net team. rating on the team outside of Bruno Caboclo, uh, I believe. So I would just, I, I think when Dwayne Casey mentioned intellect, when he talked about, about Jakob uh, Pertl, it was a certain jab, Subtweet. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> a subtweet in the new nomenclature. Uh, but the guy can do things. He's probably the best rim protector they have. Uh, I mean, Abaka is, yeah. is right up there, but he has to be in position to do that. And when he's playing next and to Yoda, yeah. yeah, he's often not. I think he can be a difference maker in the right situation. And uh, to be an optimist for Dan here, I don't think we've seen the last of uh, happy. Bebe, Bebe is not entirely brought up yet. I've, I've, been, I've been thinking that there's going to be, I was calling it earlier in the season, that there'd be one moment, maybe in the playoffs, maybe where he would have one of those stretches where he would just do something for 10 minutes and it'd just be like, holy cow, and then everything would turn around and we'd be like amazed. But I don't what know. I'm, what I've found myself curious about is we had the James Johnson watch. We see what happens when he leaves. We have bringing up Bebe. Next year, you figure he's either a more prominent factor in the rotation because the center position has changed, or maybe he's out the door. Um, what are we going to have next year? We're going to have the Fred Van Beat. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That you've got that corner already marked out. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the actual game that took place, <laughs> the actual basketball that was played, it was pretty terrible. It was not a pretty game. <laughs> the, the, the way it turns out, though, about ugly basketball games, a lot easier to take when the Raptors come out on the winning side. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little nicer. Raptors still didn't shoot the ball particularly well. 9 of 25 from three-point range. That's 36%. At least um, they took 25 threes, Exactly. To and, and Patrick Patterson actually shot when he was given yeah. the ball after some, five. Yeah, after some early game aversion to it. Um, Powell knocked down a couple, including a nice one in transition. Um, Powell played great. Yeah. 19 mm-hmm. points on just eight shots, uh, three assists. Mm-hmm. Really shut down Seth Curry, who uh, I think was held to be, what, five points and a minus 17 mm-hmm. mark. He's been red hot shooting over 50%. Um, you like it? Powell's kind of put together a couple of decent games now here in a row with DeMar Carroll. Yeah, and I, I sort of, it's weird to question the rotation in a 22 point win, but. I don't necessarily think you need DeLon Wright and Fred Van Vliet playing together at the expense of... You don't of, like, like them playing fake Diesel and yeah, fake Razor Ramon to yeah, Kyle Lowry yeah, and Corey Joseph? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe I'd, I'd rather give four extra minutes to Norman Powell. Uh, I mean, he did play 31. Yeah, no, it's, it's enough, but I, I just... 
you're trying to maximize what you're, and obviously every win is a is a tough equation tonight, notwithstanding. You know, that's the five-man bench lineup, which worked tonight because, of course... Yeah, the Mavericks uh, uh, did not score for nearly yeah. five minutes to start the fourth quarter. Yeah, and there was... Uh, it, before there Harrison Barnes dunked and yeah. puffed his chest out and oh, yeah. acted like he had just Pete won Harrison. the game. Down 16. Barnes. But yeah. I think this goes back to, like, you, we mentioned the threes in transition and the looks in transition. It's Dwayne Casey, you know, this is the thing he says every game. You've got to get stops to be able to do that. And That's true. The, Ra- the Raptors through, only had 10 fast yeah. break points, but they held uh, Dallas to 36.5% shooting, held them to only seven threes, yeah. kept them off the line. Um, it's true. I mean, it sounds cliche and it sounds like general defense first coach speak, but if you get stops, a defense can't get set. Um, there's no ball out of bounds. I mean, it's the same reason yeah. late in games, um, some coaches and teams will issue a timeout yeah. to try to get a defense on their heels. Mm-hmm. You want the mismatches if they're there, and, yeah. and you want the unsettledness on the yeah. defensive mm-hmm. end. Yeah, you want a defense trying to figure out how to trap DeMar DeRozan yeah. on the fly when DeMar DeRozan's man might be on the other side of the floor. Mm-hmm. And um, DeRozan was, was great in this one, too. Uh, 25 points on 10 of 17 shooting, only two assists. I thought he did a really nice job tilting yeah, the, the attention that Dallas. Was, was, uh, like, that's a live statistic. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he had two assists, but he made some passes, passes yeah. that led to things. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dallas is a team, you know, they're not... They're not a great team by any means, but they have guys, uh, Harrison Barnes, Wesley Matthews, Dorian Finney-Smith, those are all guys that fit the profile of you know, guys you throw at DeRozan. They're long, physical, strong guys that DeRozan can't just bully in the post, and he, he did a nice job. When Matthews went out, that was a, a big moment because uh, there were two or three moments where DeMar tried to back down Matthews in the first half, and he got nowhere. Yeah. And credit to Wesley Matthews, he's a stout you know, defender. Almost Raptor, Wesley uh, Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Remember that dream? Yeah. But uh, he certainly took advantage of everybody else who was on him and just a, a really solid, I mean, not that, you know, mid-30s sort of explosion that we were seeing at the beginning of the Lowry uh, absence, but a, a more than solid game from, from DeRozan and, and very in control. Um, bigger than anyone's offensive contributions uh, in this one, I think, the Raptors held Dallas. Uh, they, Dallas scored 26 points in the first quarter. From there, they only scored 52 the rest of the way. Um, if I'm reading this upside down box score no, correctly, uh, the Raptors held Dallas to 87.7 points per 100 possessions. So when we control for pace, uh, interesting one here because Dallas and Toronto both play really slow. And Dwayne Casey mentioned multiple times, as did Norman Powell and DeMar DeRozan, the Raptors really wanted to push the ball to make Dallas uncomfortable because when Dirk Nowitzki is your focal point mm-hmm. and you have a guy like Salamedri in the rotation, you know, you, you are not that fleet of foot. The Raptors can play fast if they have to. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. Controlling for pace, they held Dallas to an 87.7 defensive rating. Their defensive rating since the All-Star break now is down to 102.8, which is good for 7th in the league. And on the season, the Raptors have ticked up to 13th in defensive efficiency. Um, Obviously, the additions of Serge Ibaka and P.J. Tucker help. Getting Kyle Lowry back should, in theory, help. Uh, Is this team finally at a place where you can at least call them average defensively and it's not a concern like earlier in the year where everyone was screaming 2014-15 Wizards series because they can't get stops? Um... Like no. are they are they inching toward respectability? <laughs> yeah, this is this yeah. is getting yeah. to be a larger yeah. sample. Yeah. And on the season, they're okay. Yeah, no, I'd say they've they've just had some 
man, that Miami game is still lingering with me. Oh yeah, I'm not saying they're consistent. Uh, and you know that Jonas Valanciunas can be exploited in certain ways. They're going to... I haven't teams... seen it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Most, Dennis, most... Dennis Schroeder didn't take, didn't take the edge on Jonas Valanciunas not once. No. I, I, you know teams are going to pick and roll them to death in the playoffs in those lineups. But the you know if they are healthy, and they haven't been that yet, but if they are healthy, they should have enough options that they can figure out a way around that. Will that cause other issues? Sure, but again, these these were the ideas behind the trade. All of a sudden, you're more adaptable to whatever the opponent wants to do, and who the hell knows, maybe you can uh, enforce your will on the opponent. I mean, I I know that sounds crazy, but but like theoretically it could happen. Although I did think they tried that against Atlanta where um, they made the first move in downsizing even though Dwight Howard was was still on the I was really surprised that Dwight Howard came off in that scenario because the the Raptors were shooting about three for 25. Yeah, the only thing I can figure is that they were worried about Haka Haka Howard, um, which would have played in to things, um, but I thought it was interesting on both sides. I think yeah. they pulled the center, and it was almost like a handshake agreement. Okay, we're going small, yeah. uh, and that's how it's often seen with the Raptors. But they can do you know, the Raptors' small lineups aren't as small anymore with a at, at center. He's yeah. you know he's not huge, a seven footer with its three hundred pounds, but he's a rim protector. Yeah. I'm very encouraged about about good. I mean, obviously, the trades were obviously the, as Eric just said, they give them a lot of versatility. And it just feels like before when they were stuck for options, like this wasn't working, that wasn't working. This guy was having a cold night. There are now ways to flip it around and try different combinations that still make sense. Not, you know, not two centers at power forward and center. Not, you know, going super small. They can they could still do all those things if they want to, but they can now they have lineups that make sense in, in various combinations. And it's to me it's very exciting because I feel like that's exactly what they needed to do. And it's what people have wanted for a long sure. time, right? It, ideally, yeah. that's how you win in the play. Like the first way to win is just have the most talent, the, sure. the Golden State model. The second way to win is to have LeBron James, the uh, Cleveland yes. Cavaliers model. Um, every other championship team, you know, you look at Detroit or Dallas, whatever whatever non-star team you want to choose, um, you know, there's a flexibility or a system-based mm-hmm. reason for the success. And the Raptors, you know, they're not there yet, um, but this is encouraging. The floor is, you know. They've they've stayed they've kept their heads above water without Kyle Lowry for ten games now. Yeah, it's funny. Like you you flip that Atlanta game around and you're talking about how well they're doing without yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think and, and you know it just sort of sucks that Washington and Boston are doing what they've been doing. Uh, I think Washington lost tonight. Yeah, uh, Atlanta Monday lost night. as well. Uh, Atlanta that's lost, good. so that's good. Um, Boston, uh, by the way. Uh, doesn't play outside of the Eastern time zone again this year, and they only travel about 2,800 kilometers the re- or 2,800 miles the rest of the way, uh, where every other team in the NBA is traveling about 8,000 miles on average. So very, very typical, easy for Boston. Boston. It's funny for the tryhards to have it the easiest <laughs> down the stretch. I'm not worried about the Celtics at all in the playoffs. The Raptors meet them. I feel like they can. The Raptors they, won't meet them because the, the Celtics would have to get to the second round. I, oh my goodness. <laughs> Shots fired. You, don't yeah. like, you, don't you like hear that, f- Boston? <laughs> Detroit's coming for you. Yeah. No, Miami. <laughs> yeah. Miami. Yeah. I would not want to play that. Okay, yeah. you want to dangle the carrot in front of James Johnson of getting to play the Raptors in a playoff series? <laughs> James Johnson will end that playoff opponent immediately. Yeah. 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 He will He will have like four, uh, f- five times five games. Yeah, he'll go full <laughs> blood sport. And... That would be amazing. Holy shit. Um, one note about the defense, a, a big piece of that has been the addition of, of P.J. Tucker, but it's been interesting in these last two blowouts to get it. First of all, 
the Raptors, Patrick Patterson particularly, need to stop passing P.J. Tucker the ball with two seconds on the <laughs> shot clock. He was one of six on Monday, and I swear three, maybe four of those shots, he got the ball with like three seconds or less on the clock. It's like, P.J. Tucker is the bailout guy in this all-bench second unit? No. There are two shots that P.J. Tucker should be taking. The open corner three and the gets an offensive rebound and sort of muscles one up high off the backboard and maybe it goes in. Yeah. That's that's it. That's it. Yeah. Like, he, he even took, like, an ISO jumper early in the clock tonight. He I'm did, like, it, like, for, on the baseline, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's contagious. It he's goes in that, goes he's in that Terrence Ross rule yeah. now, so, you know, he's got to shoot. <laughs> Um, it's been interesting though because like PJ Tucker, he's an interesting study in kind of the marginal value of certain players. And I don't mean marginal in that his value is small. I mean that it matters a lot more to some teams or in some situations yeah. than others. So we've seen in back-to-back blowouts, PJ Tucker didn't really have a big mm-hmm. role. You know, in the Miami game, he was a non-factor. In this game, he was a part of that group that held serve early in the fourth, but he wasn't a he wasn't a major factor. He only played 13 minutes, um, was a plus three, and, and had two points. And he's not going to show up in the box score much. Um, yeah. But you've seen in these very close games where he has a huge impact, and he's part of Dwayne Casey's closing lineups in close mm-hmm. games. And and it's interesting, especially with him having gone from Phoenix, where you know he played 30 minutes a game, but his impact night to night, and I think it's maybe one of the reasons he was underrated because the things he does don't really matter in mm-hmm. games that don't matter. Yeah, like he's there for the bigger wings or he's there to be a break cla- glass in case of emergency. Or when you like want to get really stopper. switchy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like it's... He's a luxury yeah, for a team like Yeah, but if you're yeah. playing, you know, I'm thinking like a team like Atlanta maybe who don't have any super, super dynamic wings. Like he's not somebody, I guess what I'm trying to say, who chases somebody around screens. That's right. not his role. He's no. like an on-ball defender. Yeah. And he can switch, but that only comes up against certain teams that are either picking and, and it only matters in close have, games. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but I mean, I can, tell, I can like, see it mattering in a Hawks series if the Hawks are just beating down the Schroeder Howard pick yeah, and roll, and you got to yeah. start. You know, you if go, they run you Jonas small, off the floor yeah. or a Bach is a center, you got to yeah. switch everywhere. Yeah, um, and, and you know, Millsap is good. God, yeah, Millsap's <laughs> awesome. That was that was my only takeaway from that game. Really, it was yeah. like, yeah, a close games, randomness happens. Paul Millsap is really good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. The should have traded for him. Yeah. No one thought yeah. of this. If only, if only they had tried. Why didn't Messiah yeah. inquire? Um, I didn't even think of that. DeMarcus Cousins also also good. What? No. Oh. Um, no, th- what would have happened if they acquired DeMarcus Cousins, though, is not only would Lowry have gotten hurt, DeRozan would have gotten hurt, uh, someone else would have quit, someone else would have just become bad. Uh, I, I was there on, uh, on this past trip. Anthony Davis bobblehead night. Apparently oh, no. Stubhub... Stubhub was like six dollars a ticket it is not going well there really um have the raptors done any giveaways this year Uh, i don't know there was like drake night you got a t-shirt yeah they haven't done the they haven't draped the shirts on the seats or anything like that drake night they did yeah no i'm saying but and maybe the opener but they have not uh i don't think they've done a bobblehead they do the bobbleheads yeah, ever since the Jose... Well, they did a DeRozan one where um, he had, like, the bobblehead had the funniest, like, thin pencil mustache. Um, and then there was the famous Jose Calderon. Is this supposed to look like me? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they've just sworn off bobbleheads. Can we get some Jonas figurines? Itty-bitty ballers? I, this yeah. is crazy. Josh said they existed. Josh Lumberg and yeah. They do. I walked by a 3D printing shop on Queen West the other Why, day, and they, they? they have itty-bitty ballers. Where in are the they? I don't know on Queen West somewhere. I don't know what this place was. <sighs> Yeah. Can we get some? Can we get some bobbleheads? No. 
Please I don't really God, want that no. junk to be on. I don't either. Yeah. But someone would hand me one. It would go on my bottom dresser or not dresser shelf, but I have like this. Yeah, you have a chashmi anyway, shelf. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's at the very bottom, and you can't see it, and it's yeah. probably very dusty. Yeah. My world heavyweight uh, championship replica I'll, belt is there, obviously. Naturally, um, of course. Yeah, I have a and my tag team championship I'll, belt. I have a Raptors Rubik's cube somewhere with uh, Chris Bosh, Jose Calderon. Uh, Mopi, Andrea Bargnani, and Hito Turkoglu, and, and the Raptor, and it can never, <laughs> and it can never be solved. No, you <laughs> almost defense can't yeah. be solved at least. Andrea Bargnani, by the way, someone tweeted out the other day the on-off rating numbers for Basconia. Oh, uh, he is terrible. He is by far the worst player on that team in terms of on-off numbers. Uh, shooting a lot of threes, though. He has made a lot of money. Should we talk about the future quickly before we have to end Yeah, this? let's talk about the future. Um, we're all going to die. Uh, the polar ice caps are going to melt. Oh, we're back to the happy stuff. Okay, that's good. Yeah, sorry, did you mean the more the more near future? Well, I don't know. That could okay. happen soon, too. Um, <laughs> that's not off the table. All right, so obviously uh, the Raptors are home now after this lengthy road trip. They get two days off, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, they'll, practice. they'll practice. They'll yeah. practice, but no games. Uh, so naturally... Uh, they'll get back at it with three games and four nights and uh, travel twice. Uh, they will play at home Thursday against Oklahoma City Thunder. They'll be on the road Friday, Wonder- Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll re- so a reasonable trip, and then they'll return home for Indiana on Sunday. Yeah. If uh, they were the Boston Raptors, this wouldn't be happening. No. No. If they were the Toronto Athletics. <laughs> League conspiracy, guys. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do we think? The three games and four nights is obviously tough to travel. I mean, they don't even have to fly if they don't want to go to Detroit. They probably will. They probably will with how the weather is. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll drive. I don't know. We'll see. We'll look at you. Probably not. Um, what do we think? In terms of record? Or just, in terms of just I don't know. Can they, can they I'm continue? excited to see Russ. That'll be well, Yeah, that'll, that'll be, be a lot of fun. fun. I wonder if PJ Tucker will, go, will be on Russ at any point. Hmm. I'm, I'm excited for the. I Norm think Norm Powell. gets first. Well, yeah, Corey so. will get first crack because you don't really yeah. worry about wearing Corey out on offense that much. Yeah. Um, but a, a Norm Russell uh, showdown would be interesting. I feel like they play similar. Like they play this with the same attitude, yeah. not the same. Yeah, well, on UCLA guys. Yeah. Yeah. Jonas yeah. Adams and Adams crashing together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jonas Cantor. Uh, oh, that's oh. uh Wow. Who's the thing? Ooh. Andre Roberson trying to... We're, we're burying the lead here. Doug McDermott plays for the Thunder. Oh, now. no! Yeah. <laughs> they, if they can find a way to win two of these three games, that would be nice. I wrote a column today. We do our weekly prediction column. I said they'd go two for two and two this week. Okay. Beating beating Dallas and... Detroit. Detroit. So you're predicting and one and two over these next three games. Yes. I don't know why I was so depressed about this. I don't Maybe know. I, well, Indiana is... Uh, Indiana at home, you called them to lose. Maybe, I, maybe I'm losing my mind. Maybe i got to double-check that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah well, okay, fair <laughs> I mean, Indiana's, Indiana's fine, and no, they're playing they're, for stuff right now, yeah. but that's you'll have a day off between those games. Um, you know, Detroit, the second night of a back-to-back, it doesn't really worry. Detroit's not very good. Wow. And the Raptors generally match up pretty well with them. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I, I'm going to say 2-1. and one. I don't know which one they'll lose. I'm actually not that pessimistic about OKC, even with the challenges the Raptors face right now without Kyle Lowry and, and maybe without Damari Carroll, who was going to go Monday night, and they were he was a, not a late scratch, but Dwayne Casey told me yes, and then backed it up, said we'll see, and then Damari Carroll told us no. Yeah. Um, what, what, a, what a roller coaster. Yes. Shocking that the answer wasn't straightforward. Um, the Raptors <laughs> have... The Raptors have done okay defensively, I feel like, and I don't have a number in front of me on this uh, scrap piece of paper I wrote notes on. Uh, teams that are... You know, that are carried by a singular offensive force. 
I feel the Raptors don't do that poorly against defensively because their trouble is more... The team's the, a pass and jump. Yes. The <laughs> teams that play actual basketball. Um, and maybe it's because they're used to, from practice, defending teams that don't pass the ball What's all that uh, much. Uh, you can don't ask, run, I won't, I won't be at practice tomorrow, but you can you feel free to ask Dwayne about that. I don't know if I'll be at practice either. Um, <laughs> I will not be at practice. Anyway, I don't, I don't know. I think they could take two of these three, and then you look at, you zoom out a little bit at, at what the record would be post Lowry, and I mean, even if they took one of these three, like their their overall performance without Lowry is strong. I, I'm, yeah. My focus is going to be on against a couple teams that can score the ball fairly well, um, especially. I mean, the Thunder's offensive rating isn't that great, but Russ is a major challenge. Mm-hmm. Is the defense that we've seen the last little bit, um, is it going to hold up? Are they going to keep this? upward trend of, of being able to win these kind of ugly games and none of those three games on the weekend are going to be pretty no Detroit Indiana are not pretty teams those teams aren't built to yeah. play pretty no. I just double checked I have them losing Oklahoma to Oklahoma okay. and then winning against Detroit and then losing to Indiana that's my losing the two home that games is, and winning on the second yeah. night of a back to back on the road that's you know what the, okay, that's fine. the insight you got from Raptors HQ wow thank you <laughs> I was just going with my gut alright that's it Yeah. That's, uh, Russell Westbrook's upset then they, they bounce back, and then Indiana, Paul George. Is Russ, the only thing Russ is going to be upset about on Thursday is when I give him a big hug before the game. Oh, yeah? <laughs> You're going to be so bold? Yeah, I, I won't be, but yeah. uh, that's that's going to be a lot so of fun. going to be an arrested development. No touching, no touching. No touching. Uh, I'm gonna, that, that game's going to be awesome. I'm gonna be, as far as home games left on the schedule goes, that's the one. Uh, yeah, I don't even know who. There's a lot of middling yeah. stuff. I mean, the Pacers the are here twice Great. still. The Heat are here. Great. Terrence Ross comes back on March 27th. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a Bulls game. That we might see the Raptors Tuesday. beat the Bulls. I don't know, man. <laughs> don't Maybe. You're going to put it past Joffrey Laverne to, <sighs> to drop 40 on the Raptors? They can't win for Cameron Payne. Oh, my God. Someone's campaign gonna... for my real friends. Real pain for my camp friends. <laughs> you for a career high. Miritich came out of being inactive to score a bunch tonight. Out of too. looking like six foot ten Dan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had head of hair. Never mind. <laughs> um, all right. Any uh, any parting shots b- before we let these guys go? Yeah. Dan? Oh, 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 sorry, I'm gonna no. give it to Dan. I'm gonna give it to our guest first. Yes. The proper guest. You've been the guest every week, but one. Parting I still introduce shots? you as a as a guest. Yeah. Do you have anything uh, to share? Any any message for the fan? Any thoughts on the Raptors weekend? I mean, I I I want to join in your reasonable sort of. Uh, uh, theme here and say like these are these are this is still a pot a good team when you talk about that defensive rating it is kind of exciting to consider that the defense has gradually been improving and really you know if they finish fourth okay they finish fourth that means they have to play Cleveland in the second round okay but still it's like I feel like they're they're better set up for for a, a real a real war and I'm excited to watch those playoff series with Here, however they break up break he, here's the thing with meeting Cleveland in the second round anyway is that sure it's a step back in terms of how many playoff series you made it and in terms of your playoff revenue and, and things like that sure. this team was always going to be measured by how, how much did, progress yeah. they made against Cleveland yeah. so you know even if they run into Cleveland in the second round that's a crime of the regular season if they win the first round series in more convincing fashion than they did last year that's if they nice. put up a similar or better fight to Cleveland in the second round um, you could still spin that as if not progress you know ma- maintenance uh, sustain to, to use your your <laughs> word borrowed from the hotel year at our at our year end Eric yes. um, Good tune. and just sustaining is a pretty big step forward for a franchise that hasn't been at this level um, you know, now, if they're out in the first you're round right. and they don't get the Cleveland, we'll be seeing yeah. a different tone. But 
you know, I don't think it matters when they run into Cleveland as long as they That's show fair. some progress in that matchup. I think you raise another good point that just if that first round goes a little bit smoother or faster, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but if they if they manage to win a game, a yeah, series what in, we hear in all, six games, maybe, holy yeah, cow. What did we hear all offseason is that the Raptors were lucky to even be in the Eastern Conference Finals. So if they, you know, make that less of a case, yeah, Atlanta's yeah. not going to be an easy matchup, but I think the Raptors are better. Than and I'm very excited for, like, Ibaka and Tucker and Carroll and all these guys. Just, just the Raptors can throw all of them at whatever yeah. Cleveland wants to do in the and first round. And if you don't game. think P.J. Tucker's going to have himself a moment oh in the first God. round of the playoffs. I'm already getting chills thinking yeah. about it. I'm already getting, oh, man, it's exciting. Eric, parting shots? Uh... I promised the fans that we would discuss Riverdale this week, and Man. we. So here's my parting shot. We're gonna talk about why a middling show is apparently not. My a parting shot show. is going to be a rock Next bottom week. to Eric through this table. <laughs> I have not seen um, one second of the show, so okay. I'm not gonna. I I watched two episodes today in preparation for it, and look, I put out a Twitter hot take. My actual take is not as piping as that. But I would like you to watch the first season of Veronica Mars. Here's my counter to this. Okay, we can't. No, we have to save the actual conversation for next week. Okay, I just want. You can <sighs> short counter. You got. You've got. You've got thirty seconds. You are comparing a show for teens on the CW that you watched when you were like twenty-three to one you're watching now that you're thirty or thirty-one. But I, I've gone, Obviously, you're gonna like it less. I've gone back and watched it, and while but certain you have an aspects, attachment to it though. That's true. But the character, okay, we gotta save this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna we'll save, save this. Yeah. Um, sorry, luckily, guys. Sorry, luckily <laughs> there's not a Riverdale episode until March 30th now, which so is how gonna many, drive me I've nuts. I've watched six. How many I are. I think there are six or seven, and then w- there's a break until March 30th, and it's okay. the last three or so four. I will That's a 10 episode season. I will hopefully be caught up yeah. by the time uh, we, we do this talk next, next week. week. Yeah. Um, and if your issue. Riverdale reasonable. If your issue is that uh, Archie sucks, then that issue I'll agree with. Very. For anyone who hasn't watched it, it's very How I Met Your Mother-ish in that the main character becomes unlike the least likable person and the person you care least about so quickly. I would even debate whether he's the main character. But well, we, can, a, we can do he's this. He's the main plot-telling yes. device yes. that they have. Yeah, um, we, can, we can do this next Yeah, week. I mean, look, Luke Perry, it. Skeet Ulrich, the, the, <laughs> the lady from Twin Peaks. The best thing about There's all a lot of the, to go the into. The best thing so far about my Riverdale experience is that not in, uncoincidentally, I'm moving to Riverdale in Toronto, oh, the God. neighborhood. Um, I mean, actually, it is totally coincidentally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it made me rewatch the sideshow Luke Perry bit from The Simpsons, and I <laughs> laughed for like three minutes. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, let's let's we'll not save Riverdale yeah, reasonableness yeah. for next week, yeah. uh, guys. We'll talk to you then. Uh, have a great week. Be well, all. Thanks Bye. for coming on, Dan. Yeah. Sorry, I almost didn't thank you. It's all right. Thank, thank you. you. Get out of here, man. All We're right. gonna do the real podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, little bee, a reasonable man.